We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of 21 Questions, a subscribe-provided Q&A show that's proudly presented by McAdoodles, your one-stop shop for beer, wine, and spirits, now in Kansas City. Don't forget to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything from the highest-ranked Chiefs podcast network of 2022. And now, the latest episode of 21 Questions. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of 21 Questions brought to you by Macadoodles. Fellas, we're in Vegas. This is about as far as I can get from a Macadoodles, and it makes me sad. <laughs> yes, the fact that they're now in Kansas City. We spent an year, entire year saying bring Macadoodles to Kansas City. Now we've got one we more on the way. This is about normal for me. You know, I'm not that close, unfortunately. You know, unfortunately, they haven't made it out to North Carolina yet. So, you know, no matter where I go, I just got to wait till I get back to Kansas City to get yeah, there. Not yeah. a shortage of liquor and alcohol here in Vegas. That's either. true. That's true. But <laughs> we're going to find out. They should still, we're going to try. Uh, but they should still bring a Macadoodles here because we love Macadoodles. They're the best, best prices, best customer service. Yeah, all of that. Like, just go there. I want to leave Summit, Missouri that is open. I, was able to go there a couple of weeks ago. Awesome location. So make sure that you go there. It's not just BJ and Maddie that is joining me today. We've got Tucker D. Franklin it's running true. the show back here. Tucker, Tucker, you're going to ask us the questions for 21 questions. You're yeah. in control. Yeah, the the rumors are true. I'm like the uh, the voice in the sky you see on like a lot of uh, TV shows, right? Um, I think Dan Levitar, highly questionable, had a voice like that. So uh, just kind of copying it, and that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Well, let's get to it, buddy. Let's do it. Let's do this. Uh, this first one is from Rugby Fox. Who is your pick for a surprise performance in Chiefs versus Bengals this weekend? Oh, we're starting with me. Okay. We'll start with you. We'll, we'll, go, this, start... we'll go this way every time. This one. Uh, it sounds like Jody Fortson might play, mm. and normally mm. I wouldn't go with somebody like that, but I think you've seen the Chiefs kind of go with 13 personnel plus uh, Justin Watson in the red zone. I'm wondering if that becomes 14 personnel and then you have the Chiefs take an outside shot to Fortson. Sure, just one or two plays in the red zone, but they've seen it. They've something they've thrown fade passes or slants to Fortson in the red zone. I would not be surprised to see that as a personnel package they go to in this one. I'm going Brian Cook. Brian Cook had himself a really good game this past weekend. Steve Spagnuolo is getting a little more exotic <laughs> with his coverages, rotating his safeties all around. Prime time for Brian Cook to step up, be able to make a play, being in a spot that Joe Burrow is not expecting him to be. Brian Cook's my guy this week. 
I'm going to say Kadarius Tony, and I don't think it's a huge surprise because it's kind of Patrick Mahomes' ankle, all of that. I think that Andy Reid's had nine days to game plan around, you know, in, in less than mobile Patrick Mahomes. I think a player with the athleticism, a guy that can pick up easy yards when schemed to get the ball in a good situation. I expect a huge game from Kadarius Tony. Yeah. All right, next question. This is from Zach Sminarax. On a scale of one to Matt Milano, how much of a Hall of Fame performance does Mahomes put on Sunday? I don't know. Let's exactly. unpack the question. I don't know how I answer this. The full Milano, Zach Minerax. The full Milano. He's going to go all the way out there. Uh, yeah, he's going to be the best possible version of himself. We talk about Patrick Holmes in the terms of like, and we've we've talked about this all week on on KC Sports Network. You talk about Patrick Holmes in the the comparing him to guys like Michael Jordan. You talk about like the flu game. This is setting up to be one of those reasons why when everybody outside of Kansas City gets so sick of hearing Patrick Mahomes is because of situations like what we could see in this game where he goes out and plays really well against a team that no one thought we were going to beat on a bum ankle with everybody calling him, calling Arrowhead Burrowhead and all of this crap. This is where he goes out and throws for 350 yards and wins and bops everybody back. Am I missing something with the scale? Why is Milano the top of the scale? Is, it, is there is there an inside yeah. joke here? No, okay, then he's going to go Fred Warner. Uh, <laughs> we're going to do the better than Matt Milano and just be Fred Warner. That's what he's going to do. If they the Chiefs want to beat the Bengals, that's what it's going to take. Maybe the stats won't be super gaudy because of the ankle injury, because we don't know what limitations there will be, but I think that's how good he needs to play and how good he will play. So we're going with the Fred Warner on the uh, Milano scale. See, I was saving Fred Warner for the Super Bowl. So mm. he's just going the tier mm. down, just below that, Matt Milano. This week, are we are we all in agreement though? We're gonna be surprised if Mahomes doesn't play well. Yes, I mean, I yeah, we'll get into game preview and stuff like that. Like Big Lou's good. Yeah, Yeah. Big Lou, the defensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals, is really good. So I think he's gonna make it difficult, very difficult on Mahomes. But I would expect to see the best version of Mahomes that he can physically be in this situation. So like, we'll just have to see what that plays out as. But I do think he will have a very good game. I'm gonna throw a question here, talk real quick because from. It's going to be probably as confusing as the scale of one to Matt Milano. But I, I had this take earlier. Do you think in terms of what's more impressive from a defensive standpoint, scheme versus just pure talent, that the Bengals are more about their defensive coordinators having a great scheme that they do a bunch of blue chips players all over the place? Is that a fair assessment going into this matchup? That's more about the scheme and what he does compared to just having pro bowl, all pro players all over the place. For me, I think it is. I think that's the way the Bengals' defense is structured, but it's not even that it doesn't have blue-chip players. It's all the players for the Bengals' defense are utilized perfectly. So you might have a guy that you would say is an okay player, but he's only doing the stuff that he's really, really good at, and they are consistently putting them only in that scenario. You don't see Trey Hendrickson ever running with a slot receiver vertically. I have no issue with that happening for Steve Spagnuolo because I understand why it happened, but you don't ever see that happening with their defensive ends. You don't see their cornerbacks who can't play off coverage playing off coverage, so he utilizes the talent he does have to the absolute best of their ability. And then, yes, Luan Arumo's just defensive scheme right now and the wild cards he throw in week to week are fantastic. And I do want to say, it's not like the Bengals are devoid of talent. Correct. Like, I mean, <laughs> right, like, yeah, yeah. they don't have like maybe the tier one level talent all yeah. over the place, but like everywhere is tier two. Like everywhere is tier two. And I think that because of that and the fact that they're able to maximize the scheme just makes them that much better. It, they can run a very basic scheme, but because they've got everybody in the right spots with the right fit and and being at the quality of player that they are, makes them really, really hard to defend, uh, attack, yeah. 
All right, next question. This is from Cigarette in a Fresca. What's up, Doc? Is also his name. Who in the group do y'all not want to share a room with? Example, snores the loudest. That's probably I probably snore the loudest. Like Craig can answer that question. Yeah, I, he does. But <laughs> I mean, I I also end up sleeping with Maddie every time we one go bed. anywhere. One bed, just one bed. So I mean. You, I got, get, I, you get your own room. I got my room, so I have no idea what that's like, but I've heard the stories of how rough that is. Yeah. Every morning. Oh, Tucker's a, a snorer, too. No, I can get after it. <laughs> Tucker's just working until like 3 o'clock. In the morning. Dude, Craig and I usually share a room because we both get up early, so it just it works out. It would be a lot more difficult if one of us were to share a room with like Kent or Tucker, who sleep in a little bit. We would have to be worrying about waking them up or them getting up, so it just works out the way it is. I wouldn't be worried about it. I did when I set up the room, so I couldn't remember who stayed with who, and I think I texted and like immediately. I was like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't ruin a good thing, BJ. Ken Tucker together. So. All right, here's one from Rugby Fox again. Does Dave Tove fix special teams for this week? Ah, uh, that's. We had some takes <laughs> earlier on KCS and Update. That now, we make sure go check out that uh, interview, especially after Dave Tove's presser. Uh, we had some choice words about Chris Lamont or Chris Lamont. Yeah, Brett, I mean, the, the thing that we thought that Brett Veach was trying to do, I don't think anybody's shocked that Brett Veach was trying to cut Chris Lamont and then bring him back to the practice squad and then reactivate him. Like a very clear plan to make that happen. Didn't work. Bengals sniff that out. Call the, the Trump move by Ken Swanson. I mean, yeah, I mean. I, fraudulent I teams doing fraudulent things. I'm just saying. Dave Tobe was very upset <laughs> about that, that decision. That is like one of his guys. And honestly, Chris Lamont has played pretty well this year. He's one of the few guys on special teams that you can look at every week and be like, yeah, he actually did his job really well this week, every single week, and yikes, not on the team. So, so I agree with that. I agree that uh, Tobe was very upset, and he was not mad with the Bengals. He was, it was very much directed at Brad Beach. Beach yeah. uh, and I agree that he's played well, but here's the thing as far as Dave Tobe fixing the special teams unit. We've been complaining for a long time that Dave Tobe has a lot of control on this roster. It seems like he's lost a little control on his roster, and guess whose special teams unit has dipped significantly as his guys have gone out the door? So you can take that one of two ways, right? You can either say, well, when he doesn't have that control, it negatively impacts a team and has cost them a game, at least one game so far this year. Or you can say, how good of a special teams coach are you if you need more resources than every other special teams group in the NFL? Have we talked about likely Marcus Kemp? Being yes. the one yes. that's going to yeah. move up. Yeah. Marcus Camp goes and makes like a game changing playoff. Oh, that'd be teams. awesome. That's, what I we mean, need. that's why he's here. That's well, then Dave Tobe gets back up on the media. Then yeah. Brett, Brett comes <laughs> in, sits down, and asks him a question <laughs> in the media. Yeah. Like, down, so, what do you think about Marcus Camp's performance, Coach yeah. Tobe? Yeah. Be good. All right. Next question here from Z Andrea. Match current Chiefs players with your favorite Vegas casino games. Oh, goodness. Oh, God, we need prep time for okay this. i'll filibuster because i i don't gamble i have never really gambled it's just not my thing so i don't particularly have any favorite uh vegas uh casino games or anything like that it's like i i have nothing for you guys to offer up in this i'm gonna say this is a shout out for my guy tucker behind the scenes here patrick mahomes is the horse racing game and the new york new york <laughs> casino floor like, it's the best game here according to tucker uh, that's patrick mahomes such, such an elite game that they had to move it off the floor because too many people were getting too close to it. Too many people were winning money there, just yeah. like they were betting on Patrick Mahomes being MVP this That's year. That's true. Yeah. I'm trying to, to make this connection, and it's going to be a bad one. I apologize because we did not get these ahead of time. But I'll say Andy Andy Reid 
It's kind of like Texas Hold'em, where everybody can do it. Everybody can think they're mm. pretty good at it, but very few are very, very good at it because it's not gambling. It is a skill to be able to do this, to read people, to always be in the right position, to make the right moves at the right time, and to know what the other people are doing before they do it and all of that. I can see that part of thing being beating Andy Reid. I just Any game yeah. betting against the Chiefs. I, you you kind of took that. But any game betting against Mahomes, betting against the Chiefs, I understand that the Chiefs are bad against the spread. I'm talking money line here, but you know, I just betting against them lately. Don't. I got another one. Uh, Nick Bolton to the slot slots just because you know it's a little bit of a roll of a dice. If it's a passing play, it might not be great, but if it's a run play, it might be very good. Yeah. So just it's kind of a it's a roll of dice. There's a let it ride one in here somewhere, and I can't quite put my <laughs> finger on it. But statistically, the worst game that you can play. But don't, we don't say ride. That's a that's a Russell Wilson thing. Yeah, that's the game, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Call that a ride? <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. Billy Gay with his, like, what impresses you about the Bengals' offense? Nothing. 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 <laughs> Next. Right. This one is from Corey Peter. Who at KCSN, not named BJ, has the biggest potty mouth? <laughs> it's probably me. Um, I, I, it doesn't make it to the podcast as much. But I didn't realize how much I didn't swear before or that I swear now until everyone <laughs> tells me, like, I can't believe you swear. I'm like, Have I ever had a conversation well, with you outside they, of a podcast? They see you on TV all the time on the sideline, which you're not out there sitting there going, yeah, oh, this fucking game's pretty intensive. In fairness, like, the first three years I was on the sideline where, like, live TV was like, just don't swear. Like, yeah. just, all I was like, just don't swear. I think in general, it is probably Craig. They come out the most like organically and frequently. Mm -hmm. I will say that like, if I'm like frustrated about something real frustrated or fake frustrated, I, I can let them rip pretty yeah, good. Yeah. So it's just a mood thing for me, but uh, Craig's probably number two. I blame a baseball background. I don't have that excuse. I swear. <laughs> I'm just an angry Sorry. individual. Here's uh, one from Joel Penfield. How would you match up cornerbacks versus Bengals wide receivers? Oh yeah. You got an idea first. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna cheat because we're gonna bracket Jamar Chase. So yeah. we're gonna put we're gonna put Watson on Chase just to beat him up at the line of scrimmage, and we're gonna constantly have a safety over the top. The old Bill Belichick, shout out Bill down here in Las Vegas with us, coaching up these Shrine guys. Mm -hmm. uh, then we're gonna put Legarius Sneed on T. Higgins. He has the size, he has the athletic ability to run with them vertically. I think he can get the best of that matchup one on one or do good enough, and that puts Trent McDuffie back in the slot versus Tyler Boyd. Another matchup I feel fine one-on-one -on -one with with just the normal amounts of zone help around him. That's probably what I would do as well. Jamar Chase ended up in the slot a lot lately. How do you feel about Trent McDuffie there? Obviously, you're going to try and shift safety help over the top, but it's not going to be – Trent can still press, don't get me wrong, but it's not going to be the same effectiveness maybe from a press standpoint, but he might have a better chance to stay in phase from the slot. You can still bracket somebody out of the slot, like, and you can still keep a safety over the top. So as long as McDuffie knows that he just is going to play with his, you know, outside and underneath leverage, uh, like he's going to play, and he's very good at playing technically sound football. Mm -hmm. We've seen it a couple times this year where he's in the exact right leverage into his help. So I feel okay with him still doing that. I like the Watson idea though, just to beat him up at the line to slow yeah. him down. But either way, I'm fine. They can put Chase in there, and it's just less physical, but still a double team. Yeah, I concur. <laughs> It's easy. Uh, Gooby35, what's one stat that you think definitely decides who wins this weekend matchup? No, you cannot say points slash touchdowns, Matty. <laughs> you got one, BJ? 
uh, we talked about it outside the trenches last night. I think it's sacks. Um, it's like, which team do you think is going to finish this game with more sacks? Is Joe Burrow gets the ball out quick, but they got a banged up offensive line. Patrick Mahomes likes to scramble, get outside the pocket, but he's got a bum ankle. Uh, so or we think he has a bum ankle. I don't know. That spin today seems to have changed the Vegas line uh, about a couple of points that people are feeling good about him. But um, but yeah, to me, it's it's pressure on the quarterback. I don't I don't I trust, and I've said it 15 times already this week. I trust that Andy Reid will have a game plan that will allow the Chiefs to move the ball and put some points on the board. To me, it comes down to Chris Jones having the best game of his career and having a Ring of Honor type performance that we can all in 10 years look back and talk about Chris's career in general, talking about how great it was. He needs that one game. Like, do you remember that freaking Bengals game? I said freaking for the record. Uh, <laughs> you guys got me thin my feels about this. Uh, but to me, it's it's sacks or pressures, whatever you want to say. I know sacks aren't everything. It's which quarterback can be more affected based on the opposing defensive line getting after it. I'm going to take the lowest hanging fruit. Don't do it. Turnovers. I can go time of possession. I, no. <laughs> Turnovers. Every single game that this Chiefs team has lost to the Bengals, you can point to turnovers for every single one of them. I mean, even in vanilla game plans like the game was earlier this season out of Andy Reid and with a depleted roster a little bit there, you still point to Travis Kelsey. You know, he had that turnover. That, that team was about to go up two scores, and I, it would have vastly changed the game. So last year in the AFC Championship game, turnovers, second half yeah. there. They did not take care of the ball very well. It's just It seems very simple. Don't turn the ball over. We've been saying it all year, but – that has been the direct root cause of pretty much every loss of the Bengals so far this year. Craig took mine. I was going to go with turnovers. Get pressure on the quarterback. Don't turn it over. This is next level analysis. I was, was going to go with turnovers as well. Like, share, subscribe. <laughs> Click the link down below. Great water cooler talk for you guys. Uh, I was going to go turnovers. I think if the turnover differential is even, no matter what the number is, as long as it's even mm -hmm. between the two teams, I think the Chiefs will win. So to not use that... Let's go with red zone success rate in terms of yeah, actually touchdown. Yeah. Touchdowns in the red zone. I think if the Chiefs can convert red zone trips into touchdowns, because they've proven every time they've played the Bengals, they can move the ball on them. They can score touchdowns, but they have stalled out a few times. So if they can convert those into touchdowns better than the Bengals do when they get into the red zone, I think that team will end up most likely winning. I used to keep track of like the four key stats. We only missed third downs and penalty yards, and we would have just hit the quadrifecta, if that's a word, of that. And the other one, I want to throw this out there because I had more time to think about it. Uh, rushing yards, Joe Mixon versus Isaiah Pacheco. Do you think if Isaiah Pacheco finishes with more rushing yards than Joe Mixon, there's a chance that the Chiefs would have lost that game? I think that the game script went in the Chiefs' favor in that and that there. facet. So, I mean, I, I, Andy's still going to throw the ball. Yeah. But, I mean, if, yeah. if Pacheco's yards are up there with Joe Mixon, then, yeah, the game script, I think, went in the Chiefs' favor because they're going to hand the ball off to Joe a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. I think to me, the thing is both quarterbacks can win this game by just paper cutting you and playing, you know, a possession game through the air up and down the field. So if the run game isn't working early for either team, I could see them getting away from the run and still having a very effective game. So I'd say I agree with Craig that it's more likely whatever team is running the ball better is more likely the game scripts in their favor. But I'm not if either one struggles to run the ball, I don't think they're counted out at all just because of the quarterback play. Isaiah Pacheco rush yards line 51 and a half. Over that last night, I did. Wow. I told you I was gonna take. I take the over. Over and Tucker's hit, taking the over. That Bengals defense, it's very good. Very good run defense. DJ, DJ Reader's good. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. good. DJ Reader and Mike Hilton, two guys for me. Like Didn't he go over in the first time? First game without Joe Tooney? I believe he did. He did. Okay. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this.
Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the same conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg at up to 100%. I love the stepped-up same-game parlays. I know DraftKings loves me making the stepped-up same-game parlays. You always feel like you got a shot, uh, and you always get the big wins. You get the big boost on their wonderful app that I just absolutely love. I think it's the best sportsbook app around can't beat it. It's very user friendly. And here's what you got to do. You got to download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. This one's from Corey Peter. Again, thank you, Corey, for your questions. More important going against Burrow in his quick release. Faster pressure or better coverage? Um, man, I'm going to say better coverage. Uh, I, I think that's, that's hard to do against these <laughs> receivers. It's really hard because they're really good. But it's going to be so hard to get pressure on Joe Burrow. The ball is going to come out quick. If a third yeah. option was deflected balls at the line of scrimmage, I would have taken that. But um, I just think that there's going to be infrequent pressure on Joe Burrow. Cut to everybody complaining about the four-man rush when Joe Burrow's getting the ball out in a second and a half. But you know, it's going to be difficult to get pressure on him. It's going to be difficult to get sacks on him. So you got to make those opportunities count. So I think yeah. they're going to have to rely more on the coverage scheme, on the actual effective coverage to affect the game more than you would have pressure. Somebody could have written about coverage schemes and ways to try and get him to get quarterbacks to hitch once or twice and confuse them a little so bit. That would be that? a great piece of written content. You wrote that this oh, morning yeah. on the KCSN <laughs> Substack. 
So, uh, yeah, I think I would agree there that it's the coverage aspect, and I agree with what BJ's saying, is it's it's less even about just blanketing receivers, and it's more about making Joe Burrow second-guess what he saw pre-snap to what he's seeing post-snap. The Ravens had success doing that to the Bengals this year, so I think that's the key. But I will say, when you're rushing him, you can't just rush deep up the arc. Like you, everybody has their mental picture of what your arc rush is going to be at about seven, eight yards versus the Bengals. Joe Burrow's fine staying inside that. Mm -hmm. So it's got to, you got to win through the inside shoulder of the tackle. You got to get pressure up the middle. He is very much Tom Brady-esque that he doesn't care about speed rushers around behind him because he's fine standing in the pocket. So you do have to collapse the pocket a little bit, squeeze it down, and that will make him move. And he can still make plays while moving. It's just, I think that's the best way to attack him as from the pass rushing perspective. All right, question number 10 here. Craig wrote that article this morning on KCS and updates. If you just listen to the audio and you're like, what the hell was that interaction? Craig was being sarcastic because he doesn't like when we promote the stuff that he does. <laughs> it was a great article. Go read article. it. I learned uh, something. Everyone will. Zach Eisen, he asks, how many times are you running a double move on Eli Apple and with who? A lot. Um, with any, I, I, I don't think it matters if you're in a double move, not a double move. Just run whatever at Eli Apple, make him play. Um, I, I said this earlier uh, in the week. For the, what I want to see, I want to see full Patty Andy. I want to get in the red zone. I want the Chiefs to run the Tyreek Hill play oh. at the end of the first half from the last playoff game with Kadarius Tony. Uh -huh. And I want to see Tony run over Eli Apple to get in the end zone. Because I, I get this. If he catches that ball where Tyreek Hill did last year, he's not getting stopped by Eli Apple from getting in the end zone. He'll either foot race him to the pylon or he'll run him over. And it just works on two levels. You know, you get a little bit of, not that there's any ill will towards Tyreek, but he's been a little mouthy since he moved on from the Chiefs. Go ahead and let Kadarius Tony, his replacement, run the same play and I'd be successful on it. And you get to embarrass Eli Apple. Seems like something Andy Reid would do, though. I mean, yeah. he ran the third and one play to Kadarius Tony last week. I mean, granted, that's just a, a money play for them. It's not like they're trying to stick it to Tyreek on that play. But yeah, I mean, my guy, double move. Justin Watson, let's go. Playoff Justin Watson, baby. Torching Eli Apple. How Love sweet it. would that be? Love it. <laughs> That'd be good. Casey from Casey, what position groups has have to raise their collective game the most for the Chiefs on Sunday? Well, this is an easy one for all of us, right? Yeah. Okay. Linebackers. Yeah. <laughs> Linebackers have to be not 32nd in the NFL. Yeah. The linebacker play over the past three or four weeks has left a lot to be desired, which is – it's funny because they were so good there in the middle of the season. They up. really were. They were going up, and then it just kind of faltered. I know that Steve Spagnuolo is putting a lot of stuff in the coverage scheme right now, so maybe they're just putting stuff on tape, and that's at the detriment of the linebackers here. But they got to be better against the run. they got to fit things a lot better than they have lately because the Bengals are going to sit there and lean on the run, and then they're going to try and pick on those linebackers in coverage. So they just have to be exceptional. If, the linebackers are exceptional. The Chiefs are going to win this game going away because, yeah. yeah. It's complimentary. I'd say the defensive line yeah. same, for the same reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Get the hands up. They can have three, four batted passes down again as quickly as Joe Burrow wants to get rid of the ball. The defensive line wreaks havoc up front. Again, with a banged-up Bengals offensive line that was playing very well against what looked like a pretty uninspired, I want to say uninspired Bills team, but the Bills were tired. Yeah. They went through so much, and you, you could just see it happening on the field where you felt like there should be a little bit more playmaking uh, from that defensive line line of the bills but chiefs defensive line if they get after it it'll make things easier for the guys on the second level but for me it all starts up front all right this is from just drk can someone inform bj who the head referee of the super bowl is live on the pod we can't do that because bj already knows who it is uh but Trying i can tell you swear. 
<laughs> I can tell you his reaction in the car when I did it was not the same reaction as I did because I laughed when I saw it. BJ did not laugh. Oh, funny. I thought it was <laughs> Carl Cheffers. Carl Cheffers. Carl Yikes. Uh, who was also the head referee of Super Bowl. What's LV? Mm. I don't know. Uh, LV1? I don't know. LV, the one they lost to Tampa Bay. He was also 55. the head official. There you go. Thank you. I'm not Roman, so yes. I wouldn't know. Um, LV. Yeah. I, am I the only one that's like neutral about who refs any game? Yeah. Like, I don't think Jeffers is. A, I don't think he's a good referee at all. But I, I, I just, it's hard for me to buy in that it's going to impact a game from the build up to its standpoint. I mean, like once you get there and he makes a bad call or two, but there's a lot of plays that go down outside. I don't know. I just, I'm very indifferent to the refereeing aspect, especially this playoffs. I thought I'm, refing this playoffs has been very good. I'm going to make myself be indifferent because I don't want there to be this thing on social. Not that we're going to see it affected that anytime there's a call against the chiefs in the super bowl, yeah. if they win, that's all oh, it's Carl Treffel's yeah. Trevor's fault for the same reason that he's a human being. And if <laughs> Chiefs fans just absolutely tear him apart for the next two weeks, it's obviously going to affect him. You think it wouldn't, he's a professional. He's going to go out there and make a play or go out there and, and do his job. Mm-hmm. Um, but please don't make a play. <laughs> he just sets a pick. Just, yeah. <laughs> Does something, but yeah. Can you imagine? He sets a pick and like it ends up being like a game changing play. Yeah. Oh my God. I can. I love it. All right. This one is from Meg Burt. If you were a chief super fan, what would your persona be and what would lead to your downfall? Oh, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. What you got, Craig? Uh, let's see. Um, I'd Red. be Kent Swanson um, <laughs> just because that hair is glorious. That would be my superpower. I'd just be a massive Chiefs fan with perfect hair all the time. And my downfall would be my food takes. They're just, <laughs> just awful. Those terrible food so takes. This all right checks now. out. This all checks out. I would probably be a shark for, <laughs> oh, for obvious reasons. You know, you support a guy that's, you know, what, uh, all-time leader in postseason sacks for the Chiefs and fourth all-time in NFL history. Um, steps up when, when it matters. So I'd probably just it's your super care. fan. That would that was an easy one for me. I'd buy a horse head mask and dress up as war paint for every single game because that's the one super fan the Chiefs fans have not dialed into yet. We got the arrow guys, we got wolves, we got everything else. We got nobody dressing up as war paint out there. And then if I ever saw Eric Berry, I'd try to scare him. <laughs> Hope Eric Berry's doing well. Obviously, um, one of my favorite players of all time. Chuck, you can ch- chime in with any answer if you have any takes back there. Yeah, what's your super fan persona? Yeah, <laughs> um, street corn guy. I don't know. Good health, good health guy. I would just be a doctor. Good health. <laughs> um, this one is from Positive Toasty. As a Minnesota Gopher alum, which quote unquote olds are you looking forward to watching in the East West Shrine Bowl? Mm. Okay, so who is this specifically old players? What was the question here? I, yeah, so he, he, he asked which olds, quote unquote, I guess, I mean. Kent calls them olds. So, Kent yeah, calls them olds. Yeah. They're, I guess, they're seniors. It's like Bobby Bell. He went to Minnesota. <laughs> He's older. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't, I'll go with somebody that I don't think you guys will pick. Uh, and we're going to go with Carter Warren, an offensive tackle out of Pittsburgh. I think he's been there for four years. He could even be a fifth-year guy. He's a big uh, big tackle. I think he's probably coming in around 330 pounds. Uh, big tackle. He's been very good at pit. A lot of experience. And he was like a late addition to this roster. And I was very surprised that they kind of snuck him on there without a big announcement. Because I think he's one of, if not the better players in all of the trenches that they're going to have here. I know he got a lot of buzz during the summer heading 
coming into this season, and I think he battled some injuries early on, so he wasn't able to really improve his draft stock on what it was. But I, I'm really excited. I think he's going to stand out a lot down here as being one of the clear-cut better players in the trenches. Just, I'll go Zay Flowers, okay. just because he's projected first-round pick, mm -hmm. uh, which is huge um, being out here. I think he's going to stand out, have a great week. Um, excited to talk to him. Excited to get to, yeah. to get to know him a little bit. But, um, yeah, Zay Flowers is the one for me. That I mean, at, when the quarterbacks are not good at an all-star game, it, it makes it rough to watch. It yeah. does. It kind of affects all the one-on-ones. It does everything like that. So, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I, I want to see what he looks like out there. Uh, it's obviously a big get for them. You know, he's been around for a UCLA. while. UCLA. UCLA. Thank you. So, um, yeah, it, it been around for a long time. Uh, been an effective college quarterback for a long time. I know that a lot of people view him as a runner and things like that, but he, he can throw the ball a little bit. And so, it's good when you have good quarterbacks throwing the ball because we've seen – way too many all-star games where you get that third guy on the team that's out there chucking passes and it doesn't matter what the receivers and DBs are doing. And based on the history, last year we talked to two playoff quarterbacks that started Skyler as Thompson, rookies. Brock Purdy. Skylar yeah. Thompson, Brock Purdy, and we had a chance to sit down. The answer should have been the future chief as we sat down and talked to Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, that's right. Last yeah. year. Yeah. So, did pretty well. We had another all-star game before. We've been there to your quarterback play point to where we were pointing out a running backs coach who was throwing the ball better than any Way of the better. quarterbacks there. So when that happens, it's That's rough tough. to watch practices. No, um, I, I remember. <laughs> was this Kadarius? Kad Kadarius, Kadarius Tony yes. sitting at the, the senior bowl, and I won't say which person at the senior bowl that was that was standing there and said, uh, Kadarius Tony throws the prettiest football of anybody here and sure enough like he he tossed the ball back and it was just like oh yeah <laughs> yeah he can throw a, just a perfect tight spiral just yeah, and it was yeah. a long throw too like i think he was throwing back punts like he was practicing punt returns yep. and he was just throwing the ball back and it looked good that's the same year the running back coach was out throwing most yeah, of their that's, quarterbacks uh, that's not what you want to see Woo. in an all-star game <laughs> dtr heisman candidate for a little bit by the way that's true uh, for yep. a hot minute was a heisman candidate this year all right, here is one from Zach Orkel, Meta McGorkin. You can only pick one meat and one side from Bearcat for lunch. What do you choose? Pork loin, beans. Yeah. Uh, that pork loin sandwich that he made changed my life. My goodness, that was it was so good. I'm going to go with brisket because it's just going to be my favorite. I don't know if I, I – can I have I had it from Bearcat? I don't know if I even had it from but I'm sure it's excellent if he makes it. And the beans, the beans are definitely the side. Are, Those were phenomenal. I'm going to say the pork loin sandwich because – I everything leading up to the golf tournament because it was a great time appreciate anybody who's listening who came out and we'll do it again next year probably in the summer if not in the <laughs> fall uh yeah. next year but there was so much going to never put on a golf tournament i had no idea what we were doing mm -hmm. i was so stressed the entire time that once everybody like got in their carts and like left like you guys went and sold beer <laughs> like did your thing but like once that's what I everybody did. was gone there was this like five minute like just calming peaceful time where i didn't have to do anything i sat down and ate that sandwich and it was like the greatest five minutes i had in weeks <laughs> <laughs> so worried about everything that was going on in that and everybody was talking about the pork loin it, after everybody had left and already eaten mm -hmm. heard all about it and i sat down i'm like this is amazing amazing yes now are you sure you don't want to go with pulled chicken mm. I, I think I should for Bearcats. I, I love the pulled chicken as well, but that pork lane sandwich was one of the best sandwiches I've had. Can't go wrong with anything that Bearcat makes. Uh, very good. Lots of leftovers. We had we had plenty after the Oh, the spicy well. barbecue sauce oh. needs a shout oh, out too. Oh. He was testing out that spicy barbecue sauce and it passed. It was oh. very good. If you um, need food made for an event, call Bearcat. Absolutely.
You got to figure out who he is first. All right, <laughs> this is from Wickwire. Which team, Eagles or 49ers, would you rather play in, say, three weeks? We recently talked about this just before we started recording, and I don't think it was in preparation for this. It's the 49ers for me. The Chiefs have proven that, one, they can beat them relatively easily this year, but I think they have a pretty good beat on what that defensive scheme looks like. And while Brock Purdy's been amazing for them this year, while he has been an excellent quarterback and he's leading them through the playoffs, I still see quite a gap between Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. right now. So I will take the team that I know the Chiefs can put points up against that I don't think has as good of a quarterback as the other team. I mean, yeah, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith scares the crap out of me, uh, you know, having to defend that on defense. And I know that the argument is, well, the 49ers defense is so good, which it is so good. The Eagles have the type of pass rushers that give the Chiefs so I don't know that there's that big of a gap. If it's the Chiefs specifically that we're talking about, I don't know that there's as big of a gap on defense. And, man, that offense is humming. From a matchup standpoint, I agree. But from a narrative standpoint, from a media perspective, sure. the Chiefs and Eagles and two oh, weeks of Andy Reid's stories and just giving him his flowers and, and all of the stuff and all the former coaches that will come out and talk about him, all the guys around the league, I think that would be that would be a really cool, special thing as somebody that when I was with the Chiefs wrote – a 25,000 word story on Andy Reid and his his past and the people that he looked up to and all of that. I think it would be really cool to learn more about a guy that's pretty guarded publicly um, about, you know, his football journey and what he's done as a coach and what he's done for other coaches. And I think that would be pretty special. Plus the Kelsey Bowl. Kelsey Bowl. Oh. Come on. New Heights. That New- podcast. Oh, oh my fire. God. <laughs> Can you imagine they're, they're on Radio Road, like, doing content, oh. like, after practice? <laughs> they better, they like, better they allow them to do set that. Up. Ooh, that'd be really awesome. cool. That'd be, that'd be unprecedented, don't you think? Players actually having their own podcast in the middle of a game that they're about to play? Oh, Probably. Pretty cool. You are listening to KC Sports Network, your home for the best coverage on your favorite local teams. Whether you're a Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, KC Current, K-State, KU, or Mizzou fan, We've got you covered. Find KCSN on your favorite podcast platform. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Uh, This one is from uh, BA Cyclone. Is there a particular position group or you already talked about players. So I'm going to say, is there a particular position group that you're most excited to see here at the Shrine Bowl? So this is kind of tricky because we talked about the quarterbacks and how it's very dependent on how they play. But 
if we get good quarterback play, the wide receiver group down here is, is looking really strong this year. Uh, it's hard when you have multiple all-star games to get a ton of talent into any individual one because they're going to be kind of dispersed about. But I think the amount of talent at the wide receiver group here is probably the best. BJ already talked about Zay Flowers is a potential round one type pick. A.T. Perry out of Wake Forest is another guy that's getting top 50, top 75 hype. There's going to be wide receivers we see throughout here that really could go pretty high on day one, day two of this draft. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if there's other position groups that will be able to match the depth there. I Mine's always edge. I love watching yeah. edge rushers. Like, you can tell a lot. Some of these positions, like, you see guys that are putting like, – linebackers are so hard <laughs> to evaluate from, right. you know, a, a game perspective because – they don't get to hit. They're, they're, they're putting space one-on-one -on -one against running back. It's just not a good matchup for him. But like edge rushers against tackles, like that's both, both of them know they're rushing the passer. You're seeing the drops. You're seeing the way that guys move and they jump out at you. It's not necessarily any one specific guy, although I'm watching Caleb Murphy from Ferris State. I'm excited to watch him, a uh, smaller school guy. But like last year when we were standing there watching James Houston the fourth, Went, went to the Lions, and Matty's sitting there, he's watching him, he's, and you watch him move off the line of scrimmage, and it's just like, that guy moves like a pass rusher. And you can mm -hmm. kind of see those elements when you're watching these games, maybe more than some other positions. So I've always been gravitated to the Yeah, edge I like position. the positions that you don't need, like the, even the skill guys, it's so hard with quarterbacks and wide receivers because they haven't worked together, the timing. In sure. some ways, you can kind of see who can adapt and who mm -hmm. can come out and make it work. So the trenches, whether it's edge or whether it's defensive tackles, like the OLDL one-on-ones, oh, like you haven't faced these guys before. So it's pure, like who is the technically the best sound who can match up against somebody that they don't know their tendencies. We get into like training camp and, and, you watch guys like go to chiefs training camp, you go to the end of camp. These guys have been going against the same guys for weeks. They know yeah. what they're going to do. They know their go-to moves at all-star games. They don't really do that. Some of the players will tell you like they studied some of the guys that they're going to face, which would be a very smart thing to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, the OLDL one-on-ones and the guys that will talk smack. I, mean, I love guys that will have the year. audacity yeah. to like talk smack in this environment where everybody's trying to impress and you don't know the guys you're around the guys that stand up and just, let you have it. I mean, Holy uh -huh. McCall oh, last year and so Jack, Jones, Jack Jones, which were the guys that uh -huh. were talking and guess what? Both of them made teams. Both of them got on the field a little bit. Yeah. Pro bowler, Jack Jones, by the way. Yes, sir. Uh, pro bowler. Uh, here's one from ABKC. Is this the game a perfect storm to see some four tight end sets? Maddie's Maddie's dream here. <laughs> Something like that. So, like I said, I don't think it's going to be something you see a ton, right? I don't think it's something the Chiefs would run out there very often. You still look, they're pretty high up in the league in terms of 13 personnel grouping, but it's still not a lot. So, I don't think it's something you'll see a ton. I don't think you'll see the Chiefs run out there on second and seven and go 14 personnel at the 50-yard line, right? That's not in the cards. But when they get into the red zone, I talked about it earlier, we've seen them throw the ball to Jody Fortson one-on-one -on -one in the red zone on a fade or a slant. They'll use that size down there. So why not go 13 personnel, but then put Fortson in instead of Watson? You're yeah. technically doing four tight ends, but it's still just to get a passing mismatch. Fortson, Noah Gray, they don't really give you this run-blocking dominance that yeah. a typical 14 personnel package would. So I only see it in the red zone for passes, really. That's why when you heard, hear 14 personnel, like big bodies, they're going to be yeah. physical. It's like, yeah, it's not really the skill set of the guys <laughs> they have out there. Would it affect the package defensively that they go yes. out there? Yes. That's, uh, and I mean, especially if it's in the red zone there, it might be the difference between a defense playing nickel and a defense being a little more willing to put a goal line package right, on the yeah. field. And then all of a sudden, yeah, having that stretchability of Jody Fortson, Noah Gray makes a lot of sense. So, yes, red zone makes a ton of sense. 
I'm, with Matt, I'm not with Maddie though. I want to see it on second seven for the fifth. No, just, I can't just, wait to, just to make watch sure, Lou Anaromo lose his mind. Make sure you check out. We'll do a second screen watch party oh, uh, yeah, from yeah, the Blue yeah. Wire Studio at the Wynn Casino. So you want to hang out with us during the game? Uh, we'll be streaming, and if they do a second seven at the fifty with fourteen, we're gonna know that Coach Reed watches this show. Well, and like, theoretically, though, think about it. They send that personnel group out there. How do the Bengals respond? How many corners can you really put out there? Right. Like, yeah. You figure one for Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. But then, are you? I mean, you're probably putting one on Jody Fortson, yeah, and maybe Noah, and maybe Noah Grace. Like, it's just like it would be interesting to see how the Bengals responded. The issue is if they go heavy, if they go goal line, or go some kind of jumbo with only one corner. Like, it's tight ends. Do you really have the athleticism to punish them? The Chiefs might. It's just I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson are athletic enough to kind of run. Listen, if they guys. want to let one of those guys try to run with Fortson I mean, down the side, I'm fine be with my that. Guess. Yes, I'm fine <laughs> with that. Yeah. This one is from uh, Woo. Wooberg? Yep. Um, Nailed it. Good job, bud. Just tell me which defender on the Chiefs each of you are. <laughs> okay, I think you got to pick for somebody else, though. Yeah. That's, that's a better way of doing that's it. That's definitely mm-hmm. the better way of doing it. I don't oh, know if I Oh, man, got I'm yet. terrible at these. Um, All right, Craig, you're you're Justin Reed. I think you kind of – no, you're the, you're the smart guy. You're helping get everybody situated. We all go to you when we need help, when we have a little bit of stuff. You're buttoned up. You're professional. You're a very nice guy, caring about all the people, super smart. You know all the coverage rotations. So you're you're Justin Reed. I don't remember anybody's name, so I constantly get myself in trouble by saying <laughs> the wrong thing. Yeah, perfect. Okay, that actually You got it. Out. Stanford guy, he's probably went to engineering. I think he did actually go into engineering. <laughs> I was, I was going to use the same kind of explanation, but use Nick Bolton. But I know it's such a polarizing player. It has nothing to do with what we're doing on the field. Right. It's just he knows everything about what's going on. He cares about his teammates, gets everybody lined up, knows why, what's going on. Why is this on. turning into a me thing? I don't, well, we I don't like it. Because we love giving you flowers because you hate it. <laughs> sure. I'm trying to see if I can get your head to your face to match your shirt uh, right uh, now. Nope, That's what I'm nope. going for. <laughs> match a BJ shirt. I don't have one. I'm terrible at doing this. That's a good okay. one, though. It's a good question. We need a little more prep time. That one is that one that is was a, a really good here. question. I'll come up with that later, and then I'll put it in the Discord. Who's the veteran of the Chiefs defense right now? Like, who's the most got the most seniority there? It's Chris Jones, Chris, right? Frank Clark. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Chris Jones. It's Chris. The BJ gets to be Chris Jones. All right. <laughs> I mean, he he, he all, probably all he probably swears yeah. the most. All right. He all might right. swear he might swear the most. You know. No, yeah. I think Frank swears. Well, the most. yeah, Frank definitely <laughs> swears the most. Like Frank. I'm trying to play it. Off. I'm trying to play it off, but that's what we got. Tuck, do you have any of these? Have you thought any of these off? Yeah, the- Frank, is- Tuck, you go down the line. Okay, Let's put you on the spot. Oh okay, goodness. I thought I th- I think Frank is a good one for BJ. Okay. Um, I do. I thought Carlos Dunlap immediately for Craig because oh, length. Got that length. Uh, that's the first thing I thought <laughs> of. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Maddie, I could see uh, Trim McDuffie was my third thought because youthful, spry. These are um, all facts. Uh, those those are my thoughts. First impressions. Oh, give it an A plus. <laughs> <sighs> All right, uh, next question here. Uh, DSM Derek, go-to road trip snack. What'd you guys have? <laughs> we didn't That's eat very good, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it wasn't healthy. Um, bought some, lots of cookies. Tucker uh, yep. got some combos. Those, those <laughs> disgusting things were. Yeah, they're not very, so the combos are a snack that you only get when you're on a road trip. Like, you never, like, go to the gas station and be like, I'm going to go get some combos on a Tuesday. But, like, if you're on a road trip, you get combos. They're the pizzeria ones, and they weren't very good. But we also bought them from a place that they might have been old. Gotcha. And really good chance. Yeah, it's a really good chance that like they were expired. Uh, I also got a wrap from a gas station in the middle of nowhere. There's a Casey's. There's a Casey's wrap. Casey's in the middle of nowhere. Blackwell, Oklahoma. 
Um, that's where it was. But yes, no, I inhaled that rap. But I was just hungry. Yeah, chew. <laughs> I was, do, you have, do you have one, Craig? Beef jerky. Yeah, uh, beef jerky is yeah, yeah. probably a go-to. You, it, you chew on it a little bit. Like, it, it lasts, you know, it's not quick. Uh, caffeine, just coffee. You don't I really do, need food. Yeah. Just a lot of coffee. Yeah. Fueled by it right now. We didn't have a lot of snacks. So we really didn't. Just business. some combos. <laughs> we did combos and an inhaled wrap. Yeah. You're too busy focused on getting the meteor crater on time. We did it. You'll see it on the vlog later. Mm, I'm excited um, about that. I haven't asked you guys about that yet. Hole in the ground. Oh. Crater. <laughs> it's cool. Right. Know. It's like the Grand. You mean the Grand Canyon? Oh, yeah. Like you get there and then you just stare at it for a while and you're like, holy. And this Grand Canyon is much cooler. You <laughs> stare at it for like 12 minutes. This one you stare at like five minutes, like big damn hole. <laughs> Can you go? Like they let you go down into the hole? Mm. No, they they oh. weren't offering tours at that time. They're short staffed. Mm. They weren't offering tours. We missed the documentary by a minute. What do you do if you fall into the hole? Like do they have a rescue team you're, to get you out? Yeah, it's a okay. it's a big hole. Meteor's big. It's like hundred feet deep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they put like people like they didn't put actual people down there. <laughs> they put like mannequins down for like reference. So you think? Yeah. Well, they could. <laughs> they put like an astronaut thing in like a like this is like a six foot three person, and they put it in there, and like you can look through the fiddle. Binocular thing. This is a really good. I wish people could see him. Yeah, so, it's a really <laughs> good off camera. Really good visual. Um, but you can see it, and then like once you like pull away from like the magnifying glass, not for lack of a better term, uh, you see just like the scope of everything. It's interesting. Telescope. It's interesting. All right. I like I like the idea of a magnifying glass. Really, it is technically. I mean, I guess. Uh, Grayson Jaspers, when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, can we finally get Craig to admit that he is great? No. Next. I'll get him to do it sometime this weekend. No. I'll get it on camera. <laughs> sometime this weekend. With I can't plenty wait to of... get that billboard. <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay. I'll never forget. B-Fry, if you could choose any one of the Marvel movies as narratives for this game, which one is it and why? Oh, I got to think about a lot of these now. That one's a good one, though. I like that question a lot. Um, you got one? Kind of. I was going to say end games because Infinity War doesn't end. Like, the bad yeah. guys win, and that's kind of what the Bengals, like, that's what happened yeah. in the AFC title yeah. game when we were out here in Vegas hanging out at the Blue Diamond Saloon with a bunch of Chiefs fans, ruined the damn trip. Yep. <laughs> that, True. So that was Infinity <laughs> that War. Sucked. So this is end game. Yes. Okay. I'm on board. I'm fine that's why I don't got to think too hard about it because like, it'd take me a long time to come up with a better yeah. one. So I like that. Yeah. Okay. This is the last question here. Better think, be a banger. I think it's a decent one to end on. We've only gotten bangers. This is from Hobo Joe. Shout out Hobo Joe 93. You are today's, this week's last question. Do you think that there's any truth to the rumors that Andy might step away this year? If so, who do you think his replacement would be? No, but it, Matt Nagy makes all the sense yeah, in the world yeah. for multiple reasons. But uh, I'd be very surprised if Andy Reid walked away. It's the guy that, um, you know, we joke about it, but like if football has been his, he's working 18, 19 hours a day. I don't, I don't pretend to know how much he's working. He takes like one week off and he's drawing up plays on the beach out in San Diego. It's a guy who absolutely isn't just loves football. He is about football. That is his life. It would be very surprising for me to see him step away from something he's given so much time to throughout his life, but only he would know that. And he keeps everything pretty close to the vest. I would be very surprised if Andy Reid was not the coach for the next several years uh, throughout Patrick Mahomes' prime because he understands how special he's been around this game long enough to know he's really working with something very special right now. I'd be very surprised to see him walk away from the game right in the middle of Patrick Mahomes' prime. And this is reference to an ESPN article. Uh, AFC scout said that 
you know, they do this rumor roundup thing right at the end of every year. And an AFC scout said, well, Andy Reid might walk away this year. Oh man. This There's the personal off the field stuff. Sure. Like, it's an easy oh, and we don't dot to connect, yeah, but we I, don't I know it. where he's at and right. that football becomes cathartic and it becomes a, a thing to, that he can, he's so good at it. And it's what he's been about. Like mm-hmm. he is not, doesn't love football. He is about football. I think I said it earlier. Like I, I'd be very surprised. I think they're kind of gearing up right now for a retooling, rebuilding, whatever you want to call it for another run led by Andy Reid. So whether you want to put that as a two, three, four years, however long it's going to be. But I think this next influx of talent from this past draft class and season into the next, this one and the next one, I think they're very much gearing up for another run with Andy at the helm. And then like BJ said, I, th- I think there's a very good reason that, or important reason that Matt Nagy's back. And if, if there is, maybe it's like a Bruce Arias where he like steps away, but it's still very much involved yeah, and he's yeah. there and he's around it. I just don't see him going from like 18 hours a day, 51 weeks a year to going on vacation and just like going and golfing, going to Thailand on a one-way trip. Like I don't <laughs> see Andy Reid doing that. Um, but maybe if it was Nagy becomes coach and he becomes senior executive in charge of everything but not doing the stuff he doesn't want to do, maybe, but that would still really surprise me. All right. That's going to do it for 21 questions. I thank Maddie. I thank BJ. I thank Tucker behind the scenes here for doing this. And we thank McAdoodles. We are gearing up for the Kansas City Chiefs to play in their fifth, sorry, host their fifth straight AFC championship game. Join us live on this channel here. We are going to be doing a second screen, second screen watch party from the Blue Wire Studios in the win during the game. Join us for that. We'll see you then. Be kind to each other. We'll catch you later. End game for the fraud goals. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.